Welcome to the Two Indie Authors Podcast. It's the end of year special with me, David B. Lines, And me, Robert Enright. Uh, first things first, no singing this week. No. Um, I, I, won't, I won't do that to you guys again. We've been barred from singing. Um, <laughs> uh, but yes, yeah, so it's the end of the year special. So on today's show, we will be discussing not only the week that was, David, but the year that was. 2022. And 2022 and uh, David and I will be taking you behind the scenes of our indie authors careers over the past year and discussing some of our highlights and some of our lowlights of the uh, of the calendar year Uh, we'll also be tackling a question about pre-orders in our mailbag however as it's only a few days until Christmas we didn't really want to drag an indie author into our seven questions hot seat this week so uh, unfortunately Unfortunately, guys, you are stuck with just the two of us this week. We will begin, however, before discussing the year that was, by discussing the week that was. Hopefully, David, you are still with us after that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, what have you been up to since uh, since last week? Well, very boring answer to this. I, I haven't really done much. Um, mm. When my latest book came out in the middle of December, I you know, mark that as the end of my year. So that mm-hmm. was um, the, yeah, that was the conclusion to me typing on a keyboard. Um, nice. I do, I have obviously been keeping an eye on my sales and on my marketing and a little bit of pre-planning for 2023. Um, I, oh, I did, I had meetings with my agents. I have, I have two agents, um, one for my novels and one for mm-hmm. screenplays so um i had meetings with those two for sort of just end the year just to to, to polish off the, the 12 months that have been um and planning for 2023 so that was it but in in true sort of modern times those meetings took place over zoom so it wasn't as if i was hot stepping it down to london to go meet them that, that this is the way the world at the moment so, you weren't uh, wined and dined. Yeah, I wasn't wined and dined, unfortunately. It was, uh, yeah, a couple of catch-up meetings and then the plan for the new year. Um, mm-hmm. But we're, we're, we're all excited. I like that. I like having the agent, uh, the agents in my corner because it's collaborative. And every time you get off a call f- from them, it, 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 it feels good. There's a bit of an adrenaline rush. It releases something. So I like it for that reason. They... Well, one of them has secured me some audio deals that I'm sort of stewing over. I don't think the offers are that great, but um, mm-hmm. I'll stew over them over the Christmas. And my screenplay agent is still waiting to hear back from these production companies who have um, shown keen interest in one of the books, uh, adapting it into mm-hmm. uh, a, a TV biopic. So, yeah, I have. A, I, I the laptop hasn't been open too much over the the past week, but um, I bet yours has because you were supposed supposed to be concluding a book how did you get on i did it i finished it 
awesome. Brilliant. Yeah, I was uh, thrilled. So yeah, last Friday, um, I managed to finish the, the manuscript for my next book. So that's with my editor, who, as always, I champion her. She's so awesome, uh, Emma. I think yes. I've shared her her details in the in the to in the author's Facebook group before. Yes. Um, but because it's near Christmas, and obviously, you know, most people don't you know finish writing a book now because they're not foolish like me. Um, <laughs> but she's got she's got space, so actually, she's going to be doing it in a quicker turnaround. Brilliant than usual. Um, and it just means that the production of it and getting it out there is going to be earlier, very early next year. So it's way ahead of schedule. I think I had my next book down in my head for being around March time. So to have it ready to go now has boosted. So I'm I'm now a NaNoWriMo uh, convert. I'll be doing that every year because oh, it's, basically, it it's basically here. guaranteeing a book. In a month. Six weeks, was it yeah. really? Yeah, so I did, this book's coming at about 78,000 words. I think I did about 52 during NaNoWriMo. So I still did, you know, another 20-something in December. Yeah. Um, but just as a, like, rocket fuel, you know, for, for the next book, it was it was sensational. Um, so, yeah, I've kind of done that. I've been sorting out the other side of that stuff. So I've shared it with you, David, my new cover. Oh, it's for the, I, I, for the I think it's my favourite cover of you. All your covers are good, yeah. but I think this is my favourite one. Yeah, the absolute knocked it out of the park with that one. So that looks lush. I'm yeah. going to be sharing that as a little treat for my readers um, before Christmas. Nice. Um, and just I've just been a good little boy and been doing all my admin this week because I, I don't have to write this week. So I've updated all my sales trackers sorted out my email inbox was like over a thousand emails in it so that's now down to zero and it's all been filed away and um i've been getting on top of all my a plus content so we'll we'll talk about that in a new year as an actual episode oh let's um, do that let's talk about a plus content um in one mm. of the episodes because it's something i did for my alec ferguson uh, biography mm -hmm. that I, I'd written but I have never done any A plus for my fiction stuff so I would like to okay. um, have a sit down and we'll have a talk about that in depth in the new year yeah we'll, we'll do that in the new year just for our listeners A plus content is essentially almost like an extra marketing tool that Amazon brought in I believe this year maybe back in the last year yeah um, where you can add like banners and pictures and um book details to your sales page yeah. um and, and one if you get it done nicely it looks really good so i i was having some issues with that where all of my book i did it for the night shift uh, but then it just took all my books to it so if you went on book four the a plus content was all for the night shift all right so it didn't look bad because obviously it's taking you to the first of the series but i wanted to do an individual Thing for each one yeah so i've now gone through and i think i've got a couple more to do um but yes yeah, so i've done that and then just on a personal note i've just had issues with my heating this week but it's all resolved now <laughs> oh on a personal note we always have issues with our heating in this house <laughs> it was it was really bad like last friday our heating just didn't come on do you know what i mean and it was like freezing yeah so in the end i rebooted my boiler because I'd like check loads of stuff online and uh, it came back on, thankfully. 
Um, so we had heating, and then on Monday night, um, turn the heating off. We have it, I only have it on in the morning when Olivia's up, and then we have it on in the evening a little bit for when Olivia's there. Um, the, the radiators just didn't go off. Some of them didn't go off in the house. So um, it sounds like we ended up having too much heating. Okay, from nine so we had to, to too get much. like an engineer out, and there was a like an issue with a valve or something. They fixed it now. But yeah, there you go. The rock and roll lifestyle of a of a full time author dealing Work, with a boiler. Working from home. Hashtag working from home. <laughs> um, okay, but you're warm now. Is that what you're telling us? You're telling the listeners. Yes, I'm, you're, you're I'm, it's, all, it's all been resolved. Yeah, okay. it's all resolved. So from the week that was, shall we get to the year that was? Yeah, let's do it. Two. So we are the tail end of 2022. To be honest, I mean, it's doing my head in because it genuinely, and this is not hyperbole, it feels like I celebrated the turn into the year like a couple of months ago. That's what it feels I like. Know. It feels like January was a couple of months ago. And it just, the, the I don't know, we're, 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 I guess, well, I'm middle-aged, Rob, you're catching up with me, but it just seems like life just goes like that. Mm. I don't know what it is. But we're at the. You have a young child, right? Yeah, that 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 that's <laughs> be it. it. That that'll be it. Well, funny enough, we, me and Kerry, weren't going to have kids, and then we decided we'll have a kid because because we thought, oh, that will slow life down. Because when you're a kid, life is so <laughs> slow that you count every year it seems so long. You know, you're in whatever year you're in school, it takes so long to finish, or because you're so looking forward to Christmas, it just never comes around. But life is mm. just flying by so we're now at the final week in december our final episode of the year and rob and i thought we would take you through our past 12 months the highs and lows of two in the Otter careers here at two in the Otter towers so i hope this doesn't sound a, a little bit rude or abrupt but we're, we're going to i know a lot of our listeners really appreciate this because myself and rob are very open and honest about this but we're actually going to be we're going to talk about numbers and we're going to talk about how mm. many books we sold, how much money we earned, whether whether that sounds rude or you, it sounds really interesting to you. That's what we're going to do over the next 20 minutes. Robert, we're yeah. in week 51 of 52 of mm-hmm. 2022. How has the, the, the year been for you numbers wise? Uh, it's been my best year yet. Um but that's to be explained. I think I'll just caveat there with what you said. I think you're right to highlight that because I think just as British people, well, you're not British, you're Irish. Yes. You get out of that. Um, money's like a bad thing to talk about. Um, people get really, really weird about talking about money. It's definitely a British um, thing. Yeah, it really it, is. In but, Ireland, we've no problem sharing. Uh, uh, I know in, in other cultures, there's no problem sharing things about money. But no. there's, there's something about the... You know, these these sort of stigmas that each nation is sort of given like uh, the, the stiff upper lip that the British have mm. and the reservedness of British they're true for a reason British people are so reserved particularly when it comes to money right yeah it's weird so so I guess if if, if you if, like you said if people find it rude or you know none of this is a brag we, we made a yeah, we made a commitment when we started this podcast to be really transparent about what we do, what 
you know how you know the things we have to do to to sell books so it's only fair we're transparent with like how many books we're selling because i don't want someone to listen to the podcast and i'm pretty sure you probably agree with me david to think like oh they've listened to us and then you know, they've sold two thousand books this year so they think they can yeah jack jack the job it you know it that's not the case exactly hence why we want to share our numbers so people can get an idea of you know what we're selling what we're bringing in what we're spending to balance you know being able to do this for a living i think that's worth mentioning because yeah none of this is a brag it's not at all because um yeah i'd love to have sold way more than i have yeah I've sold enough. And we know authors who are selling way more than we are too. So it's not as if we're saying we're Premier League here. We're we're just, we're being open and honest. We're not cock of the walk. No. (laughs) I love that phrase. (laughs) Anyway, you asked me a question about numbers. So I had a look um, and I totted it all up. So I've included my Kindle page reads into my numbers. Yes. um, If that's to be permitted. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, so for our listeners, what I do there is I know on average all of my books are about 300 pages, 290 mm-hmm. to 300 pages. So I just divide my total KE, KDP, KENP page reads by 300 because that would then equate to one one of my books. Exactly. So, for example, if Robert, if Robert has, every time Robert has 3,000 page reads, he knows 10 people have read his book. Yeah, if, if 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 I work it out in my head, that's that's how I would look at as ten sales yeah, essentially. Exactly. So uh, for this year, I've gone just over the fifty thousand books mark this year. Brilliant, fifty thousand books yeah. sold or read in KU. Yes, yes. that's great. Uh, this year, and uh, just under two thousand audio books as well. Nice. And I made the decision this year to um, go exclusive on the audiobooks to get a higher percentage. Obviously, they sell at a higher value than an ebook. Yeah. And I get a 45% or 40% royalty on that. So, combined, when I take those sales, I'm at around the 80K mark. For the year money wise turnover eighty thousand pounds between yeah, january and so, december this year yeah near i'm Brilliant. around there um hey, but obviously Rob, that's well not done buddy profit. well done very well done that's thank amazing you. thank you very much um and it kind of um like you know justifies my decision to go full time yeah which i'm still in that part of you know still trying to prove to myself that it's 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 the right idea you know every now and then i get a creeping doubt but it's worth um you know caveating that eighty thousand. with that's not profit that's just turnover um yeah there's um been you know i spend thousands of pounds on average about three grand a month on per month on on marketing yeah and I've been, you know, at least two audio books this year oh, and a couple of novellas. So I'd say about two, three grand on audio books has been involved in that. It's editing, covers. So all in all, it's it's still been my best year yet. But when I it, it kind of measures out to like where my salary was 
as well actually it's probably better than my salary but then if i take tax off it's the same but yeah, it, yeah. ultimately hard numbers are just over fifty thousand books this calendar year near two thousand audio books around the 80k mark um i think if i was doing it financial year to financial year so for the uk financial year april to march yeah. the way it's trajecting at the moment I'd be pushing or maybe just push past six figures Great. for the financial year. Nice. Um, but yeah, so it's been a good year. How about yourself, David? Well, it's, just, it's, it's difficult because, as you say, we work it out um, April to March every year, which is what I do for my accountant. And there were mm-hmm. <laughs> me and you were trying to work out what we've done in the calendar year, January to December. Um, so I had to get the calculator out ahead of this episode. But um, this year to date, I have sold 98,000 books. And oh, that's fiction so and non-fiction. Yeah, I know. I was gutted it wasn't 100,000 <laughs> and I added it up. How annoying. Yeah, it was so annoying. It was like 97,800 and something. Um, and that was a week ago when I put that together. So it's probably at 98,000 now. Um, that's amazing. Well done, yeah, man. Yeah, well done. Thank you very much. It, the Alex Ferguson book do, it has it has seasons, particularly at Christmas. It sells really, mm. really well. Um, but I have to say, in that 98,000 books in June... This year I had a book bub where, mm-hmm. and I'm a stickler for selling all my books at three ninety nine or four ninety nine. I, I I don't want to sell at discount, but I had a book bub in June this year, um at ninety nine p, so nearly thirty thousand of that ninety eight thousand were at ninety nine p, because the yeah. book bub sold uh, twenty seven thousand or something like that for me. Um, so there, that 98,000 books that I sold are not all at full pr- price. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, the majority of them are. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very proud of it. Um, it's my best year to date in terms of numbers of books sold and, uh, turnover. So I'm at 110,000 pounds sterling oh, turnover wow. January to December. Um, but like you, I spend between three and 4,000 pounds per month on marketing yeah so i have a hefty uh bill um month to month for that so of course that hundred and ten thousand sounds quite impressive but that's that's not all in my pocket the tax man takes his chunk and um there's a lot of spend that goes on so uh i i it, probably at the end of the day the the line with the double line under it that i was taught in business school um my net profit is somewhere between fifty five and sixty thousand pounds. Fantastic. So yeah, it's it's off of it's, writing. It, yeah, just off of writing. Right. Just off of writing, just off the sales of my books. I it's it's mostly through Amazon. I, I do get a few I should have added up how much I get from Ingram Spark actually, but with like this month, Ingram Spark, I've made thousands of pounds because for some really? reason yeah well the alec ferguson book um that sold five just, it doesn't sound like a big number but 500 copies through ingram spark i don't know where they went because ingram don't tell you what shop has bought them hmm. but shops have been buying up the alec ferguson book but i get five pound profit for every book sold of the alex ferguson book i made sure i was getting five pound whether that was uh, an audio book a uh, paperback a hardback yeah. or a, an ebook. I just I priced them accordingly. I wasn't I wasn't giving that book away, if yeah. you know what I mean. Um, so it's always good profit that book. But um, yeah, it's so yeah. Numbers wise, 
just shy of 100,000 books sold. And again, I'm including, as Robert did, KU page reads on that. I can have a look now, actually, and tell you how many page reads, because I have my KDP open for the year. Where am I? Kemp. And again, I, as Robert suggested, I, I there's about 300 to 320 pages in every book I write. So, you know, every time I just divide by 310 as an average to get my Kemp mm-hmm. or number of books read through uh, KU. Now I want this year. I was looking, I was thinking, that looks very low, but it was only this month. <laughs> 7 million... 223 814 page reads this year lovely so, not a yeah, it's, it's I'm at 10 million yeah you, you do better through K, uh, KU I guess it's in series mad. it's sort of um, it's a nice snowball it, isn't it it's gone mad the last four months so if I looked over the last four months AD page reads is about 55% of right. my income so it's now over the last yeah like third of the year KDP has now become my primary uh, income only by a little bit Great. but it has it has it has it has switched mine is less mine is so about 46 47% I think yeah it just did a, it did a jump at some point around the September mark um just from like fifteen to twenty thousand page reads a day to like on average like forty to fifty. Ah, well, yeah, you're definitely getting more than me then. Mine, and mine can be about twenty thousand a day is my sort of average. This is how Amazon lure you in and don't allow you to go wide. This is <laughs> yes, but yeah. um, but a phenomenal, phenomenal numbers there, David, and it's massively inspiring. Um, and I just you know. I remember speaking to you about it last year because we you know, we wanted to do this podcast last year, but I I couldn't because I hadn't I wasn't full time yet. Yeah, but I was nowhere near the numbers I am now, and that's only come about through writing more books has been the main one. Yeah, but also I've I I, I got a bit better at Amazon ads earlier this year. Um, I rebooted all my Facebook ads. I think you remember. Yes, um, I remember that, yeah. So it's through the stuff we've spoken about over some of these podcasts has been the only way I've been able to grow it. Brilliant. So, so yeah, we, we, we've, we've sold, I mean, 150,000 books between us this year uh, and our numbers are impressive. We've shared how many books we've sold and in, in what different formats we've sold them and we've also shared with you our turnover and our profits um, but in terms of the craft itself over the past 12 months, Rob, what have you... So we know you've written a book in the last six weeks, but no. over, overall, uh, what have you written, what have you put down on paper, which is your job, um, in 2022? So I've done three Sam Pope books this year. That's it. Great. I say that's it. That's, that's still that's it. That's yeah, a good effort because... <laughs> For nine months of it, I still had a full-time job, and I've got a. Uh, Excuse me. Uh, oh, David's dying. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> um, and I've got a, you know, a lovely to a well, nearly three-year-old now. So, you know, there's plenty of things that were taking that take up time, but um, 
Yeah, so I wrote Sam Pope 8 um, beginning of this year, and that came out in May. And that was, I think, was that the, that might have been the longest between books from 7 to 8. 7 to 8, was it? Right. Um, and then I did Sam Pope 9 over the summer, and I think I was at about like 40,000, 45,000 when I left my job. Because you remember, I wrote like the second half of the book in the first week. I was a full-time author. That's I think right. I did like 30,000 words or something. It was mad. Um, and then I wrote Sam Pope 10 through NaNoWriMo. Um, yeah. And then finished it off before Christmas. So, yeah, my plan was to have another one ready by March. So I'm now quite far ahead of it. So You're that's of it's been it. predominantly Sam Pope. However... What I've done over the last couple of books is introduce what I thought were really good characters and they've got really good feedback from readers with the idea of, I don't just want to write Sam Pope. Yeah. Um, I love writing Sam Pope. It's, I love it. Like, it's so much fun. Yeah. But I want to do some other, uh, you know, some other stories, focus on some other characters. Um, So... Actually, there was an officer in the book eight who became very... I did it purposely. I wanted to leave it open for him to... Like, his character arc was really good. And he's just like a tough Scouse guy who was undercover for, like, three years. Oh, good. Um, but the plan there is is I want to move him into a his own series where oh, he's nice. become a, a detective. Spin-off. Yeah, but he's become a detective, um, but he's had to move away from where he lived because he was undercover and um, I'm just going to base it in Buckinghamshire where I live so I can go to all the places and research them but I want to kind of do it more like Luther than like a proper police procedural thing I'd like it to be a bit more dark and gritty and oh so this will have more... a separate tone to the Pope books yeah nice. it'll be more like a Luther-esque type series sounds um, great but yeah so that's what I might, so I've been putting things like that in place, but yeah, I predominantly just written Sam Pope because you know this was the big year that I was going full time and I needed to, I need to make money at the end of the day. Yeah, well, I have to tell you, um, you've done that with also a full time job. You've you've written three books this year, is what you're essentially telling us. Sam Pope eight, nine, and ten that mm-hmm. matches my best year, <laughs> even as a full time author. Yeah, three books in one like year is TV. my best yeah I like <laughs> Netflix a lot um, so that, that's that's super impressive Brom three books mm. um, whilst what you were full time in another job for nine months of this year right yeah I left near back in the September in September yeah that's incredible um, so I know you've written a couple this year but you actually had quite a journey yeah it's with been, one of them yeah. didn't you yeah, weird year. Um, yeah, I've written two books this year. Re- released one in June and then one in in uh, December. Um, they didn't take six months to write each, but um, that that's that's how it ended up. I think the first sort of couple of months, January and February of this year, I was really promoting the Alec Ferguson book, which had come out yes. just before Christmas last year. So that took up that time. <coughs> Excuse me. 
Um, you're going to have to cut out all my coughing, Rob. It's going to be a tough post-production job for you. Um, but yeah, the, so it's uh, the, the two books that I did write this year, uh, which is are called, they're books two and three of what I call the America Trilogy. Um, book two was called The Footage That Shook America and book three was called The Murders That Killed America which are the follow-ons to In the Middle of Middle America. You can see where mm. I go when we talk about branding. I meant to mention that last week. My titles are part of my branding too because I want my titles to sort of almost be, when you hear it, you'll go, oh, I know the Daily guy that Lines, writes that. American Trilogy. Lines book, yeah. Mm. So, um, but they were, they're dark, sort of dystopian, uh, a dystopian look at, at news media and how it sort of, corrupts the minds of, of the general public so they were tough books to write and and and, and, and it definitely um got to me i've no doubt about yeah. that but um so and they were both what did they end up but one was eighty four thousand, one was seventy eight thousand words so it's not it's not a hugely productive year for me in terms of getting words on the page and getting things out there but um it's certainly a, a very profitable year for me in terms of you know the, the books have sold and, and they've done well and my backlog is selling too and consistently selling but I, I should also add I've also written a big screenplay this year which my agent Avatar. is trying to say yeah Avatar <laughs> comes out soon um, which my agent is selling at the moment or trying to sell at the moment so it, it you know I haven't I, I have cleared Netflix. I've watched everything on Netflix, but I have done some work too. But I think you give yourself a bit more credit there um, because it's it's quality over quantity. Anyway, yeah. And that might sound a bit hypocritical for me considering I'm blitzing books. But, it you know, I've had my books planned out for a while. Like, I know what the stories are. I'm not just writing any old yeah. tosh. But, but you see, you're... when I start a new book, I'm I'm building a new scaffolding every time. That's whereas, it. Whereas your scaffolding has been built, so you so you you're, you're, you 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 know your character, you know your arc. You, so it's we're, we're both coming at it from different angles in that regard. Yeah, I have. So, do you know what I mean? I've got quite a you know, quite a big detail heavy backstory for Sam Pope, even mm-hmm. going into the first book. Like there was all the yeah. stuff about a soldier when he was a soldier, sniper, and in an elite, you know, off the books, like task force and all that. And then all the stuff of his personal life. And now I've got nine books worth of um, yeah. stories yeah. and characters. Built on that scaffolding that you had that, on. That, yeah. yeah. So I can just, I, I don't have to, I think of, you know, how to develop him. Like in the latest book, book 10, he's like on the verge of finding happiness with someone, which hasn't really happened in any of the books but yeah, obviously it's doomed because of who he is. Yeah. But I think for you, because I'll be honest, David, I haven't read your America trilogy. They're on my list <laughs> for next year. Yeah. However, I'm fully aware of the critical acclaim they have received. Um, yeah. So, you know what, you know what I like about these books? That they get, they get the odd bad review as well. Yeah. I like that about them. <laughs> I really do because they they were written to sort of be controversial so I want them to be controversial so I like it when somebody has a go at one of these books it's yeah. it's, it's part of what I dreamed up when I, when I was <laughs> uh when I when I was coming up with the concepts but um so the between us we've written five books 
Yeah. And turned over 150,000 British sterling. Yes. And um, that's allowed us to both do this. And it allowed us, yeah, freed up time for us to, to do this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and that's, that's I've, I've nine books, well, I've 10 books in the can. We've got nine fiction and one non-fiction. And you now have nine books in the can with 10 due out in January. Are we going to get sample 10 in January? Yes. But yeah. there's, I've, I've got more. So I've got stuff. We'll come on to that in a minute, but I've got other books as well. Oh, okay. so we have been a productive year, uh, considering yeah. I've completed Netflix as well. But yeah. can you tell me, Rob, what's your... Actually, give me both. Give me your highlight of 2022 and your lowlight of 2022. Um, so a couple of highlights. Mm-hmm. Um, so my biggest highlight is definitely going full-time. Um, so... I mean, we touched upon it before in the first podcast, but I made the decision this time last year after chatting with my wonderful wife about it. Um, So I made the decision. I told my manager in January that I was going to go in September. Um, And that was purely because where I worked, they paid bonuses in in July. And if you left before then or handed your notice in before then, you weren't allowed your bonus. So... Yeah, I had to wait until then because it made sense to leave with um, a nice chunk of money to stick in the bank as a backup. Um, however, it then gave me nine months to talk myself out of it, or for yeah. you know where I was working and now going through quite a lot of change. Um, so when that was coming up, you know there there was a few times where I was offered some financial incentives to stay till March. I think I spoke to you about that, like we might have had to have postponed this till March, which obviously we didn't do. So I'm really glad I stuck to my guns. But that's yeah. been the biggest highlight is I'm now three months into being my own boss and it's glorious. Yeah. <laughs> like it's yeah. so nice, so freeing. Um, the other highlight is this podcast, as sappy as that may sound. No, ditto, um, ditto. It's, yeah, it's something we've wanted to do for a, for a fair while um it's gone better than uh i think maybe either of us thought it would um yeah and it's amazing to see questions and comments coming into the facebook group people answering other people's questions as well i've seen as well offering advice so the idea yeah. of the community we're trying to build is is happening like the, it's slow but it's happening and also yeah. I've spoke to more indie authors over the last three months than I have over the last three years. So right. that's been wonderful to, to kind yeah. of get more involved in the community that we're trying to become a good part of. Um, and just a little other one is just completing NaNoWriMo because I like setting myself a target and I like yeah. achieving it. So getting the, congratulations your NaNoWriMo completion email or whatever was very nice so yeah those are my highlights um a couple of low lights sadly um I still haven't cracked the American market yet and I think that's more to do with me being tentative I think I'm still playing it a little bit too safe um because I'm still in this you know, I'm writing at a, a rate that I will not keep up over the next year 
and I think I'm still, like I said earlier, justifying in my head why I've gone full time. Yeah. Um, so I think because I know what I'm doing now is working, doubling my ad spend to match what I'm doing in America, because America's only like 16, like 15% of my income. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah we'll yeah, we'll so improve I, on that next year. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that's a bit of a disappointment for me is because I'm usually quite ballsy when it comes to doing these things for yeah. for my books. You'll give it a go. Um, yeah. Um, and I'm also a bit disappointed. I haven't been able to figure out how to effectively market my audiobooks. I don't do any marketing for them. So those 2,000 sales have just come... Naturally. organically, organically or, or through my wish, facebook yeah. ads that lead to my ebook and someone yeah. might have picked to go audio but um i so i'd like to get better at that um and like i said before i've got another few books in a different series it's a bit more urban fantasy a bit more like hellboy yeah uh, the bermuda jones series i think i'm going to try that's going to be on my 2023 wish list is to resuscitate that and use yeah. what i've learned with the Sam Pope series to do for that, to see if I can get that up and running. But I've Great. been a bit disappointed that, because that, that one's a very, uh, holds a nice part of my heart, my Bermuda Jones series. And to see like Name Maker, the ninth Sam Pope book in its first two weeks has made more than that entire series has in its wow. entire lifetime. Yeah makes me feel a bit like i've neglected it really badly so um so that's been yeah it's quite makes me a bit sad when i look at my kdp like data and i see that uh like they're just not selling and i think yeah. like oh I'm, I'm letting them down but, yeah 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 you need to give those a good facelift a nice scrub yeah. and, and, and start promoting them because that's well, I, that's mon- there's money there in them oh you did get them yeah, a facelift I gave, already yes. i gave them a facelift i just haven't i just haven't promoted pushed them but yeah. i'm i'm better in now so we'll see we'll see what 2023 holds um yeah. david i'd like you to give me your low lights first and then we can end this section on highlights because <laughs> i feel like i just bought the mood down so <laughs> well my low, low lights of the my low light of 2022 i think i've discussed this a few times that something hit me well i mean i lost a friend in in june which which was heartbreaking yeah. Um, a, a lot of grief had to be given over to that and, and, and part of me because I'm in such control of my career when Thomas passed away he'd been uh, my best, one of my best friends for 25 years myself and my wife run our own businesses we were deeply saddened we went home to, we, we got back to Dublin I did a eulogy at his funeral and we flew back uh, the next morning and when we go home, we start working again. We literally, we literally just went back for the funeral, um, did it, and came home, and we just motored on. And then about two weeks later, we were just looking at each other and going, "Did, did that really? That happened? Thomas yeah. is gone, and we barely gave any time to consider it or grieve or anything like that." And over the next two months, I felt found myself sort of slipping into. A, a mindset that I'd never been in before and it started to scare me it was a little bit um, uh, t- touching on depression certainly certainly a, a negative mindset where I was bored and I was questioning is this what I need to do is this what I want to do I was feeling isolated by just writing books I didn't feel motivated to write my next book um, so it's a lot to you, do with you Thomas. were grieving 
I guess I was grieving and I, I didn't really notice it and, and I was mm. putting it more down to, oh, I'm feeling isolated by this independent authoring. I um it, it, I need to do more collaborative work. I'm a people person. I'm an extrovert. I need to be out there. So I, I think there was a lot in the mix, to be honest. But um, the, trying to write my third book in, um, from late summer into the fall of this year, which is the one that came out in December, I just didn't feel motivated. I didn't feel like I wanted to do it. The first seven or eight books that I'd written, like you, Robert, I I was really enjoying the process. I yeah. couldn't wait to get to my keyboard and create new characters and create new chapters and uh, mini arcs within the arc. I was loving it. And, and this time I didn't enjoy the process so much. It, it could be down to the grieving process. It could have been down to the isolation. I've tried to put all of those practices right now. Um, I'm feeling much, much healthier. Um, and well, that's to, good to hear. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely in the mind. I mean, I've been sick as a dog <laughs> November, December because as we spoke about on this podcast, well, our daughters are coming home with all sorts of ailments from their schools. Um, hence my coughing through episodes over the past few weeks. But um, yeah, th- I would say this summer was certainly the low light uh, um, of my year, low light of my professional career so far. It just hmm. didn't, I didn't feel motivated or as if I was enjoying it enough. And thanks to you, Robert, who's been a great friend and a great collaborator. I think this podcast has helped. You know, I need, I need to be doing this. I need to be talking. I need, I yeah. need, I need discussion. I need communication. So we've, we've remedied that, but it's, it, that was a low, low light. Um, and it seems like it's a personal low light, but it was a professional low light because it all had a knock on effect. Well, I'm glad you're at the back end of that now. Yeah. And um, I've said it to you before, but I'll say on here now, like, I'm really sorry for the loss of your friend. Thank you, um, Robert. Must have been horrible. But it's nice to see you doing better. Yeah. Um, so I will let you end this section on more positive note by discussing your highlights for 2022 would i like all of the money i've earned <laughs> oh is that obnoxious <laughs> um it, it's definitely you know what there's there's months on month, month, some months i can just bring in um which would have been like an average wage for me like a, a few grand profit a month and then there's other ones where i have you know i could I, i'm definitely going to have a profit of 10 grand this month so that's a, a five figure profit margin not oh, wow. turnovers a profit margin so um but that's not going to last every month it's again the, the alec ferguson book is such a winner uh, as a gift product at christmas so that 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 plays into a lot of that profit but um my highlight really i think was i i a part of my low light um and my ex, the, the exercises i put in place to come out of that slump I was in, I felt I need more collaboration. I need more collaboration. Yeah. Hence the, the podcast and hence me looking for an agent because I just, I, I said this to my agent when I, I signed her up. Now, it, this was, I, I don't know whether I talked about this in the podcast. In around June or July, when I was feeling a bit down, I thought I need somebody I can bounce off. I need a, a collaborative partner. And mm-hmm. I wrote off to about 10 agents and I had six offers in the space of a week or so, which is in total contrast to when I was looking for an agent four years ago when I just wasn't here getting emails back at all. Um, and when I signed to Joanna, Joanna Swainson, 
um, I said to her, I don't want you, I don't want a deal. I don't want you to sign me up to Penguin Random House or any of the big four. I just, I'm not interested in a book deal. I'm going to publish my own books. I want to, I want to bounce ideas up you. I want you to read my books and, and tell me what you like about them, what you don't like about them, how we can change them. Almost like a glorified editor. Um, I also want you to do the things I don't want to do, which is chase audiobook deals, chase foreign rights deals. Um, and part of her deal was to also introduce me to another agent, uh, Mark Simonson, who is now my screenwriter agent because I wanted to spread into that area nice. of independent writing. So she's, and, and in fairness to Joanna, she said to me, there's no point in me going out to try and find you a deal. You know, even if I get a big, big deal with an American company, um, you're not going to do better than you're already doing. And we spoke about this last week. I think, Rob, we mentioned that full time or not full time, but um, traditional published authors are only earning £7,500 yes. a year on average. And Joanna is aware of that. So it would be fruitless and pointless and redundant for her to catch me a deal because she is not going to be able to land me a deal better than what you've made this better, year better than what you and i are doing at the moment we we, yeah. we we couldn't do better we're in total control we've got all this um autonomy to do what we want with our books and and get them out there so um but i like i really like having her in my corner Um she's doing great she's getting my name out there which is more branding and you know more marketing in in a sense and she's talking to the right people about me so people are noticing me that wouldn't have noticed me if you know what i mean and my name is being brought up at all these important meetings so you know these book fairs and stuff like that david b lyons is being mentioned and i'd never been mentioned at any of those before so i really appreciate having joanna in my corner i think it's one of my big wins of this year so so yeah, landing her was probably my highlight of 2022 I also got a big audio deal back in March, which put 9,000 quid into my pocket. Now, I'm still trying to work out. I was really excited at the time and made that a good month. But I, I'm i still trying to work out if that was a great deal or not, because I love what you're doing in terms of just owning your, all your audio rights, which is what we preach yeah. about, I guess, on this. But I don't own them all. I, I got 9,000 pounds into my pop. Uh, pocket when that nine thousand pound advance is done, I will only get twenty percent of any sales thereafter. So, but will but, you get twenty percent of any sales, or would you get twenty percent of their percentage off of whatever platform it is? I don't even know because if they're not say they're pushing it wide and they're twenty five percent on Amazon, then you'll be getting twenty percent of their twenty five percent royalty. Of course, yeah. Well, I bet no, I bet that's what it is. I told you I didn't so, want to end this on a downer. So yeah, I'm really yeah. sorry. <laughs> so, so yeah, so it's peanuts. You know what I mean? But the thing, but what? There's a couple of reasons I've done that. One, it would have cost me near four thousand pounds to um, have those audiobooks recorded, the three of them. So they they gave me nine thousand pounds to take three of them. Um, so that's the nine thousand pound they gave me plus the four thousand pound it would have cost me to do them. That's £13,000 to make up. And it would have been very, very difficult to make that up in audiobook sales. But the most complicated part of it is, is I write in multi points of view. So there's about seven characters in my books. 
mm-hmm. um, telling the stories in first person. That, but that would have been so many different actors and such a complication for me to do it myself, which is why I just thought, oh, I'll let them take it. They can give me the 9K and uh, that'll do. <laughs> yeah. And it'll be out there and I can buy them back when I want after five years or something. So it's not, I mean, it's not the best deal in the world, but at least the audiobooks are out there now. And, and Joanna is securing me other deals. I, I had another offer this week, actually, but it's not good enough. Um, So, yeah, lots of highlights. But yeah, landing my agent, I think, was, was the big highlight of this year because it, it, it seemed to it seemed to take me out of the low light, if you know what I mean. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it sets you up for a potentially very exciting 2023. So uh, we now move on to the mailbag, David, where our wonderful listeners have been bombarding us in our Facebook group with some exceptional questions. Yeah. Um, You went through and had a look to see which one we should answer. And you found that a couple of people had ask roughly the same question so uh, we have a question here from adrian cousins um but Stephen Rayson also posed a very similar one so yeah um thanks to both of them um for asking that but the question is um i'm interested in hearing views on pre-orders i have made my first foray into pre-orders with my sixth book so far a modest uptake now, do I go for advertising that pre-order or wait until publication? That's the conundrum. So uh, where do you fall on pre-orders and what do you think is the best course of action there? I would love to have a good answer for you for this one, Adrian. Um, and Stephen, of course, who asked a similar question. Uh, I'm still trying to work this out myself is, is my most honest mm. answer on that. But somebody once said to me, that if you know what your next book is, even if you haven't written it yet, um, you can still be earning money from it. So yep. as you're writing it, you can, it can be up for pre-order and your fans or your readers can already be purchasing it before you've even written it. And that made an awful lot of sense to me that um, you, you could be earning something from money um, from work you haven't even completed. And so that's what I did with my last book um, in this summer. While I was writing it, I thought, well, folks have already read the first two, so they're going to want to snap up the third book as quickly mm-hmm. as they can. I might as well just make it easy for them to to just click a button and, and have it pre-ordered, ready to go on their Kindle when it eventually comes out. And that was great because I did. I earned lots of money on it while I was still working on it. But the downside was is I didn't reach the heights in the Amazon charts that I normally reach upon release date. If that, that makes sense, Robert, yeah? Yes. Yeah. Um, so uh, what I am going... All I can tell you, Adrian, is what I'm going to do with my next books. And that is I have figured out from never doing pre-orders to then doing a pre-order that was about four months long that I think it would be healthy for me to do release a pre-order about a month or three weeks before the release date i think that's what i'm going to do with my next uh, trilogy of books that will come out in this in the next half of next year in 2023 i it, 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 again I, yeah it, it's a conflict between i can be earning money from this and i haven't even written it yet 
versus do I want a big, big impact and an, an orange tag and to be number in the in the top 10 in certain categories on Amazon when you release your book. So it's 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 finding out the balance that works for you and your author career, Adrian, is the best answer I can give you. Robert is going to give you a better answer than I gave you. <laughs> That's pressure. <laughs> pressure. Um, I think what you're saying, that I, I've read a saying somewhere in one of the Facebook groups. Um, I'm not, this, isn't, this isn't verbatim, but I think it's something like, pre-order equals bank and big launch date equals rank or something like that pre-order for bank yeah yeah launch date for rank yeah so i i've seen similar stuff to you however i've done pre-orders on the last few books for myself and i have seen a few things so when i did like a one week pre-order so it's like okay everything's ready now i've got got my cover my manuscript's completely finished it's been through editing proofreading blah 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 i'll stick it on with a week's pre-order okay and i know i mean this is obviously going back like half a series ago and obviously we've been over today how big this year's been for me so i was obviously only getting 40 or 50 sales for that one week pre-order but then with the kingdom which was book eight i did like a four week pre-order and I got like a few hundred because obviously I'm building more people into my readership yeah. and more people are hitting book seven, immediately see book eight and they can pre-order it. And you're only going to buy book eight if you've read the other seven, let's be perfectly honest. So I might be, yeah. it depends what you're, are you writing a series, Adrian and Stephen, or are you, are they standalones like David? Because pre-orders could be very different then. Yeah. Because um, I've obviously already got my built-in people who are waiting for that book but with name make i put it up six weeks pre-order okay and i effectively doubled what i did for kingdom interesting so so i don't do um any advertising to ads book. i don't say book nine on pre-sale now and spend money on advertising that on facebook because like I said, there's no point because you need to read the other books to, to do it. But I was expecting more pre-orders because I have more sales. That just makes sense in my head. Um, so I found like having more weeks more profitable than having less weeks. But yeah. again, it's it's the same as how you market your books is way different to me, David. So this is just my experience with pre-orders. This isn't really, it's not really advice. Um, I will say that what was nice was I still got an orange tag on my release day yeah. um, for Name Maker in one of the thriller sections that my book's in. Um, I think I broke near the top 100 of, on uh, Total Amazon on the Great. day of. But what is nice if you do a pre-order for a few weeks and you get, you know, nice amount of sales in is on the day it comes out, you get a massive wedge of royalty cash go into your KDP. Because although the sales are tracking, you're not really getting the money. It doesn't yeah. show the money in your in your data. So on day one, I covered the costs of the book. And that came in one go because of the pre-orders and the sales of it. So Name Maker this month is selling more than the night shift 
which is the only book I advertise. So the momentum's still going one month on. Yeah, brilliant. Which is good. So I would say my only bit of advice there'd be if it's a series and you've got a readership, give them it as early as possible. Maybe not like six months, yeah. but you know, give them, give them it, it's coming soon. But again, like for you, David, I guess it's... I'm not really there to, to speak on that. I'd say it's worth seeing what you're writing yourself and I guess just testing it because either way you're gonna you're gonna make sales so yeah it makes sense if you're writing in series to have it on pre-order to be honest with you because what you're doing is you're snowballing a readership right so you're you're building a readership that's continuously going to um, go from book to book so if if you've, I think Adrian says in the question that this is his sixth book so he's already five so he has built up a readership there so there's absolutely nothing wrong with having six, book six available on pre-order for them to click and buy while they're waiting on it on you to release it um definitely if you're writing in series if you're writing standalone i would probably come on it from a different point of view adrian does then ask him the question does he advertise this pre-order or does he wait mm-hmm. until publication Um, i would sort of just allow the organic readers go from book five to six and then yeah. on release date, perhaps maybe spend on marketing and advertising and, and have it all sort of come to a head on release date where you can um, get that book to the top of rankings or close to the top of rankings as you possibly can. So it, it, again, as Robert said, test, 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 see what works for you. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm now 10 books in and I'm still testing and I'm trying to find out what works for me when it comes to pre-orders. Yeah, and I'd just like to, to add on there, I think with pre-orders, the only way of advertising I would do, it'd be with my mailing list and my Facebook group. So people who have already told already me... established readers. They're interested in what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you think about... Just, just put yourself in the consumer shoe, um, shoes for a second. Would you buy something that you're not going to get for a few months? Are you likely yeah. to spend the money on that? So would you then spend the money on advertising to people to say, oh, this is coming. You can't have it now. Yeah. But buy it now, but you can't have it yet. Exactly. I, I don't know if that's... Unless um, there's an incentive, right? You, you To your dedicated readers, which are in your Facebook group or your email list, you could say, mm-hmm. this is on pre-order for just three ninety nine right now. When it's released, it's going to be five ninety nine. Mm-hmm. So there's an incentive to do the pre-order, but unless there isn't an incentive there, I've never been tempted to order a pre-order. But then again, you know, I don't want to, I, my evidence there is just anecdotal. It's only me for me. So it's it's not great evidence, but it's it's certainly something worth testing. And I hate giving that as an answer, but it, it is the best answer to an awful lot of the questions that we get posed is um, test it and see what works for you and your genre. Say it properly, David. What do they need to do? Test, test, test. Well, that is it for the show. Well, that's not it for the show. That is it for 2022. Thank you so Mm. much to every ear that has listened to, what is it now, Rob? 11 episodes that we've released so far. Episode 11 of the two indie authors podcast 
we are going to take a break now for um we, there won't be a show next week but no. uh when we are back in january we promise to be with you every week of january every every week of 2023 we will have um a brand new podcast with a brand new talking point a brand new author we'll have authors back tackling our seven questions um a brand new question posed by one of you on our mailbag so please do hit us up on facebook at the two in the authors podcast page on facebook to ask any questions you might have so david um i'm gonna wish you a very very merry christmas um and a very very nice new year i'm sure we'll be in touch over it we will indeed and um i would like to extend my thanks to everyone who has listened who has shared who has commented who has liked who has asked us a question just anyone who's shown support to this podcast um hopefully we're providing some value to people or maybe a few laughs or even if we're just you said you know if people are feeling isolated or down just maybe we're providing a little bit of comfort who knows um but it's been wonderful starting this up this year and i cannot wait for some of the topics and guests and authors we'll be talking to in 2023 because it's going to be good yeah i'm so looking forward to speaking to and getting to know more authors uh, on this podcast um throughout the next year i'm really looking forward to 2023 is going to be a huge year for Rob and I uh, in terms of our books, but even bigger in terms of this podcast because we want to get out there and reach more of you. So, Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. Do you need your